It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's what? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's your favorite night of the week. It's May 10th, 2023. A brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast is live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel and Twitter channel. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, the reigning defending KOP predictions champion, Austin Shepard. Shep, what's going on? How are we doing on a lovely Wednesday night? We're doing good. I thought tonight's show kicked ass, so I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, I thought tonight's show was promoted like a pay-per-view because they kept saying it over and over and over and over again. Yes, they did. Uh, which I like. But I like I like that every, what, would you say every 10th show on a Dynamite, we get a card like this? Not that the cards aren't great, you know, week to week, but I feel like, not every tenth show, Tony just throws a little curveball and says, "Let's let's let's do a big one." We have a, we you know we're in Detroit, decent city, a city that's hosting a big show later this year for uh, the other company. Yep. Let's uh, let's show them a good time. So I thought it was well played. Yeah, I thought the crowd was hot tonight. I think it was. I don't think it was a complete sellout, but it was under it, a thousand remaining tickets, so pretty darn close. It, the way their cameras, and I know the cameras are perfectly positioned, mm-hmm. but it looked like a a good crowd in a bigger arena than they normally run. That's where the the Little Caesars is where the Pistons and the Red Wings play. So there, I've, I've noticed that trend too. I noticed, I think it was yesterday, they announced the next time they go to Boston, they're running. I'd forget the arena's name has changed names so many times they're running where the celtics play they haven't ran there yet so they're starting to run in places where the wwe normally run the boston gardens yeah that's what it's always going to be known as but i don't even know what its actual name is anymore i couldn't name you probably half of the nba arena names anymore Boston Gardens, Um, uh, yeah great great crowd tonight like you said packed card awesome opener awesome main event a lot to talk about in between some upcoming announcements coming next week. So I feel like he stacked the card on purpose. You know, we're coming up on double or nothing here in two weeks from Sunday, arguably their biggest show of the year. Big announcements coming from Warner Discovery next week at the upfront. Um, 
Yeah, it seems like the momentum's finally coming back for AEW pre uh, All Out last year. Big, big. Um, I call them dirt sheets. Yeah. Uh, kind of announced it last night and this morning. Um, the uh, the B number was thrown around um, for a uh, television streaming and pay per view deal. Mm-hmm. Three together. Um, not like uh, Tony needs money, bro. <laughs> Old dad's gonna be like, "Hey, you're on your own now, big guy." Yeah, I mean, if if if, if that B number comes to fruition, that's it's pretty incredible. I mean, this is a company only in year four. Yeah, and you kind of feel like it's already kind of set in stone because about seven days ago, the Bucks started changing their. Uh, was it bio on Twitter yeah. or bio on Instagram or one of the social media platforms and basically saying we started documenting our lives on the road because it gave us something to do and it turned into this. And not only did it turn into a weekly vlog, it turned into a promotion. And they're kind of right. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that two guys from – Rancho Cucamonga, California, that weigh a hundred and nothing, have uh, the muscle mass of junior heavyweights. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. no, no, you're, you're you're being truthful. But literally, those two guys changed the professional wrestling game, and they brought their friends along with them to help, which yeah. obviously worked. But I mean, you could literally, you could literally argue the fact that BTE changed. The professional wrestling game. BTE and two simple tweets back in 2017. A guy with the with the hand of WWE guy asked Meltzer if he ever thought ROH or uh, American promotion outside of WWE could fill a 10,000 uh, seat venue. And Meltzer said no. And Cody Rhodes said, I'll take you on. Give the Bucks and I, what, six months to promote or whatever. And then uh, all in happened. Sold 10,000 tickets within 30 minutes. And it really... Jump started. What is AEW? Yeah. So, if, you remember, if you remember back in that original show, Chris Jericho made an appearance. Yep. Ray Mysterio. He was in the main event. Was in was there. Um, there was there was some guy. Obviously Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody won the NWA championship over Nick Aldis. Yep. Over Nick Aldis. So you you talk about a couple of uh, guys that are in WWE now, ex WWE guys. You know, DDP was on that show. Wasn't he, yep. in, wasn't he in Cody's Corner? Yep. So, yep. yeah, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. And if I remember correctly, wasn't it Tony Khan's plane that flew Chris Jericho back and forth so he could still yep. make his Fozzie gig? Yep. Okay. Yep. So maybe, uh, maybe when we get close to all in, I know August 27th, maybe you, Paul, and I should do a, uh, Watch along of the original all in. That'd be fun. That'd be great. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Because so, I'm still mad at myself to this day for not ordering that pay per view. Book flip. Book flip. He yeah Book he was flip. he was uh, who did he face? He faced Lethal. Well, yeah, he won the yeah. uh, the what they call it? the uh, was a wild card battle royal. Yeah, it? or the Joker's battle royal. Something. Whatever. Yeah, and he was dressed as a masked. Was he dressed as Phoenix? Man, see, now you're testing my memory. And he took the mask off. 
and it was a flip. And then face lethal later in the show. Yeah. For the ROH championship. Yeah, because there was I mean, there was a lot of guys you see on AEW, of course, on that on that pay-per-view. And then, you know, the women's match, you had Chelsea Green, um Britt Baker. Britt Baker. That was her big debut. Tessa Blanchard and um and um oh Britt. the other one's in AEW now. She coaches. Um Dina Pro uh not Dina Prazo. Uh, they just signed her within the last year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, not Serena. Um, the other one they signed her from Impact, blonde. Um, it'll come to me later. I'm just my I'm blanking right now. Jordan Grace was on that show, but she was in the battle. It wasn't her. Um, Jordan Grace was in the battle royal that night. Yeah. Ah, I'll think of it later. Because her and Brian Cage faced off in the battle royal. You're right. Yeah, we should do that watch long. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. But uh, before we get into tonight's dynamite, I have to ask the question, Ship. What are we drinking tonight? Look, you got, you guys, uh, I've been on a pretty good streak. Yeah. And uh, today was a, was a hectic of a day, and I didn't have time to prepare. But I'm not letting it <laughs> I still always on hand. That's a pretty full one there. It's a new one, yeah. <laughs> I think I bought it a couple days ago. It's a Kettle One bottle for everybody uh, listening. The, the uh, Ric Flair special little Kettle One. <laughs> and just because I don't mix it with cranberry, which I think the old Nature Boy does, I stick true to my AEW roots. We mix it with a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of bubbly. Cherry. Cherry bubbly, though. Cherry bubbly, yeah. yeah. I know... Uh, uh, Jericho, back in the day when he started that, he got a little uh, bubbly scent to him from the fine folks. Now, in in uh, my defense, so I don't sound like a mark, <laughs> uh, I did drink bubbly with my vodka before the little bit of the bubbly. Now, I did mark out when a little bit of the bubbly started showing up on AEW, but before people know, I've been drinking this for a while. You can ask my wife. She gets pissed every time she's going to buy it for me. <laughs> she says, hey, you drink it too much, blah, 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 blah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're back with the old salad and I got a fresh one here I got a back yeah just so the two white ones two yeah. yetis I got a backup <laughs> backup so you know I, I'm stopped here for uh, the duration of the show well I'm boring again this week same old broken skull IPA gotta finish them up so you gotta finish them up uh, gotta finish them up you know one of these days well, these days I'll get some fancy beer on. Uh, but I, I, here in Rochester, Indiana, we don't have the, the fancy stuff. I was trying to find back uh, – I had some Labatt Blue a couple weeks ago. Yep. Really looking for some Molson. We used to carry it here in Rochester. We don't. So I had to go with a Labatt Blue. Still good beer, but I prefer mm-hmm. the Molson. I think the Molson's more uh, for the uh, locals instead of the tourists mm-hmm. uh, that go there. So, yeah, no, I – one of these days when I make it out of the small city into the big city, I might do a little stock up uh, just just for the show. So, Well, if you ever want me to pick you up something, I can. Just let me know what you want, and yeah. I can yeah. make, make a trip to, to the, the old, Well, if, if you're going to the Captain Corp there in Florida, I'll just send you the old credit card. <laughs> Fair I, enough. Because it might be a shopping list. Fair enough. Um, I, I got this one from Belmont Beverages down the road instead of Captain Cork, but – 
Because I looked up online to see where they had it, and that was closest drive. I said, all right, I'll go there. So. Well, the next one, and I just saw this today, and this has nothing to do with professional wrestling, but <laughs> I don't care. Uh, my boy, one of my idols, John Daly, his new drink has now been picked up by Walmart. Oh, really? So Good Boy Vodka. It's called Good Boy Vodka. And they make different seltzers and flavored vodka and fruit drink, blah, 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 kind of like a high noon or whatever. They're going to be picked up and sold by Walmart. So give it 30 days, and hopefully our Walmart has it. We're going to have some John Daly drinks on here. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. I love to grip it and sip it. (laughs) Grip it, rip it, and sip it. How about that? Yeah. Well, we got a fun opener tonight. It was you knew you knew Tony meant business when we came on the air, and both guys are already in the ring with no entrances going on. Claudio Casanoli versus Ray Phoenix. Of course, Claudio's the ROH World Champ. Phoenix won half the ROH Tag Team Champs. This was a double jeopardy match, which means the winner got to go will get a future opportunity to face the other one for their title. And Ray Phoenix, good to see him back. I think he'd been injured for a little while. Um, I'm always entertained when Ray Phoenix saw my TV. The dude can do stuff that nobody else in the rest wrestling industry can do. Can you imagine him, Commander, and uh, Vikingo in a three-way? No. Just take, just take my money. I, I just laugh. Just take my money. Between the walking of the ropes and the acrobatics on the ropes, uh, you better make sure you put the ring together right that night. And Claudio, he can go. I mean, he's a he's a workhorse. We know that. Uh, still, how Vince McMahon didn't see that in the guy, I'll never understand. But um, and you know, and I laugh at the people, the WWE fans that will argue on Twitter that he's not being used properly in AEW. Okay, he's used majority majority on ROH, but he's in one of the top stories in AEW. Vince McMahon was too worried about that mustache he's growing. And it was a gift to us. So, True. Yeah, yeah, not only is he in one of the top three factions on AEW, he's the ROH world champion mm-hmm. on top of it. So, mm-hmm. not only do we get to see him on uh, AEW mm-hmm. dominating ROH. So, yep. I, I, I mean, other than putting the AEW championship on him or an AEW championship tag or whatever, I mean, the guy's there. The Bro Brocast Podcast from Australia, wishing us good evening. Good evening, guys. Hey, Thanks buddy. for tuning in. They do a great job on Twitter of uh, helping spread the word of other wrestling podcasts. We all got to be friendly in this wrestling podcast game. So appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we all love each other. We got we had a lot of uh, high flying action, of course, out of Phoenix. We had a lot of uh, just brute uppercuts and chops out of Claudio tonight. A lot of close pinfalls. In the end, we had a Phoenix nailed a code red. Almost got the win, but Claudio kicked out. And then the two were exchanging strikes. Claudio missed with a wild clothesline, but he bounced back into a super kick. And then uh, Claudio managed to connect with the hammer and then the uh, anvil elbows. That was followed by a Ricola bomb, and that would do it for Phoenix. So Claudio and probably Wheeler get a shot for the ROH tag titles in the future. So they, they, I felt like they teased it with Danielson. He would be the bigger draw. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like there was a reason he was watching backstage with with uh, Yuta. Yeah. Right. 
you know, it'd be real fun. They're not going to do it because, well, I'll get into maybe adding a member of this to this stable later. But it'd be fun if this was a way to get Tyler Hero to ROH and recreate the old uh, the old tag team with him and Claudio. I mean, that was something from right field. But. <laughs> it probably wouldn't happen, but it'd be fun. I mean, I don't know what the guy's doing now. Like, I, I don't either. We haven't seen him for a long, long time. But I don't think he's podcasting anymore either. I mean, last time I knew NXT buried him pretty good, and he was he was gone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I would. I mean, he had to go back, to, and and I could be wrong. Didn't Claudio and him perform together and evolve back in the day? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up their name was i mean i knew hero was big and involved uh and and gabe spolsky back in the day but i could feel like him and claudio spilled into evolve together too i don't know why i'm i can't remember their tag team name uh it's chris hero i said tyler here i'm thinking of the nba player yeah, chris here i don't know i just caught myself why did i say tyler here it was kings of wrestling was their name yeah yep and, yeah, they they were in CZW together, and I feel like he just got completely yeah. shit on in NXT. Oh, he did, big time. Yeah, they brought him back in NXT and then just let him get buried, big time. So. We then uh, went backstage and in Excalibur, saying this can't be happening or something backstage. So we went backstage and in the camera pans and Miro appears to a huge pop by the crowd. I didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming. He ignored Renee, who was trying to ask some questions, and goes right into Tony's office. Um, I saw some stuff on Twitter, and again, it's it's all uh, cons- uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. But you know who showed up in Puerto Rico this past weekend? Yeah, Col- or uh, Carlito and uh, well, no, 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 CJ Perry, aka Lana. Oh, I did not see that. She was all over. Uh, a bunch of the WWE women's superstars uh, social media feed. She was there. And then they actually showed her a picture. She was sitting like three rows deep for the pay-per-view. So it's weird. Like a lot of people said, well, it's weird. All of a sudden Lana gets Lana, Lana gets some TV time. And all of a sudden Tony brings back Mira tonight. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's, it's it's kind of a weird coincidence. Well, he, he and then we'll get into it later, but he's not the only returning talent that showed up on TV tonight. So I just think it's the timing with the new announcement of, of the new show coming and everything. It's uh, maybe he and Mira finally agreed on some creative because that sounds like the issue that was uh, holding Mira off TV was differences in creative. So we then got an MJF uh, pre-tape claiming the pillars were like the Beatles, claiming he is Paul McCartney because he's the best and will have the longevity. He's begging them to accomplish what he has. Good stuff from MJF, like always on pre-tapes. It, it was. Um, who did he call Paul? He and called himself Paul McCartney. He called himself Paul McCartney, and all of a sudden, but I, I almost thought he called. When I think of Paul, I think of Paul Levesque. Like, I think of Trips. Yeah. 
So I'm thinking, yeah. wait a minute, are you comparing yourself to Triple H? Like a little bit of a dig there. I wouldn't, wouldn't put it past him. But then again, you're again you're referencing the Beatles, but yeah, it's Paul McCartney's the main guy. I mean, he's the one still going today. So um, then we got your boys FTR hit the ring. Two big FTR pops uh, and Chance and and Dax was wearing a crazy FTR shirt tonight. <laughs> he loves his T-shirts. His sweatpants, and Yeezys. And uh, they, they said they needed their best friend, Mark Briscoe, to come out. They owed uh, an apology, but instead they got Jeff Jarrett and the whole group, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, Jay Lethal. Sanjay says FTR has one job today, which is accept their challenge. Dex Harwood says he will accept it if they admit to using Mark to get to them. Sanjay says they're not using him. They're mm-hmm. friends. Mark Briscoe comes out to a big pop. Uh, he tells them all to relax. It's become apparent to them that they have a hard time controlling their emotions. He spoke to Tony Khan. He has some news at Double or Nothing. Tag Team title match is happening. And Mark's going to be the special guest referee as they need to, someone to keep the peace. He then passes around some cups and pours some tequila in it. Uh, I think it was tequila. Yeah, it was tequila. Uh, at, it, first, it, at first, it looked like a bottle of Tito's vodka. Yes, it did. But I think it was... Uh, if I if I look at the label right, it was Casamigos, which is George Clooney's tequila, which is and if you ask Dax, it's some shit tequila. Well, and, but Dax, did you see what he did? That when they were giving the pour, he took the bottle and poured himself even more. Well, Dax Dax likes the two finger pour. If you remember correctly, yeah. looking for Dax, you know, one shot, but he likes the two finger pour. So getting but, uh, getting a little extra. Before they could drink any, uh, Sanjay takes a big pull from the bottle, spits it in Dax's face, blinds him. This leads to a scuffle. Mark's trying to break it up. Jarrett pushes Mark into Dax, who can't see, so he just out of, re- out, of, out of reaction, nails Mark with a pile driver, and then that really caused commotion. So I like that. Didn't see it coming. Love it for the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry with all the talent we have in AEW. I don't know if I want to see FTR versus Jeff Jarrett. Not saying anything but against Lethal. You put the right guy with Lethal. And I know Jeff Jarrett's – and I've, I've praised him. Yes, on you have. Run he, I've, this run he's had since the uh, uh, Ric Flair last match thing, right? Yes. Because that, we saw him there, and then after that we saw him on AEW television. And he can go. Okay, yeah, 50, whatever, four or five years old, we, we've talked. 55, yep. Yeah, we've talked about it. I I just don't know if I – okay, if you need a, a tag match for this upcoming pay-per-view, yeah, you you can you can pull this off, and you're going to get some heartstrings having a Briscoe involved. But after that, I mean, you better get them online with the Bucks after, after – I mean, the Bucks got to be next. Um, you still got the the ass boys. You still got the acclaim. Um, Dax Harwood, uh, he uh, teased. He wants to do something with the Motor City Motor City Machine Guns. They're in Detroit tonight. Um, Aussie Open keeps popping up. Aussie Open still doing well. I mean, you got have- the Lucha Bros. ROH Tag Champs. Uh, yeah. So again, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. A, a makeshift tag team with Lethal and Jarrett, and and maybe, maybe it's just because I don't give a rat about Saddam Singh <laughs> and Sanjay Dutt. 
I think tonight sounded like absolute baloney on the mic. He he rushed it. He didn't let the crowd calm down. He mumbled. He stumbled. He tried to go fast. Like, no. You didn't sound – you sounded awful tonight, dude. It, of, of all the experience you've had in your day, come on. Yeah. No, I, I agree with your points. I guess I, – I mean, we all knew this was match was coming at double or nothing. So, with that said, I like the wrinkle in the story they put here. So, that's that's where yeah, I was saying that. But, it, but all it takes we're, – we're two weeks out, right? Yeah, we have two more Dynamites. So, the next, tomorrow, next week on Dynamite – all we do, you get FTR out, you show them the video with Mark Briscoe in the ring. You know, it's it's a simple fix. It but, is, but I bet they play it up to make it look like Briscoe's going to side with Jared and the boys until the pay-per-view and yeah. it goes the opposite. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll make the excuse that FTR can't make it next week. Yeah. You know, they can't defend themselves. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then we see Renee back. Renee was backstage a lot tonight, but she's she's good at her job. Um, which it is disappointing to hear that the oral sessions is probably coming to an end. Uh, she couldn't agree to a renewal with the company that produces it. So, hmm. yeah, well, they had some pretty big sponsors too. Yeah, yeah, they did. So uh, Jericho's backstage. Uh, Renee asked him why people are so happy Adam Cole got the best of him with an uh, unprovoked attack. And uh, he said Cole created an unsafe working environment, so he got a court order that says if he's in the building, Cole is banned. Roderick Strong then turns up, says the one thing Cole isn't is a coward, but he's not banned. Uh, so he challenges Jericho to a false count anywhere match. Jericho tells him that he will knock Strong's teeth down his throat, and next week he will have the match. Strong also got legal consent, and JS is banned. So next week it's Jericho versus Roderick Strong, one-on-one, false count anywhere, JS, Adam Cole banned. Has those two ever worked together? I don't think so. I don't know when they would have. I mean, I, obviously there's an age gap, but, I mean, Roger Strong. Was ROH. Was when ROH. Chris was in WWE, then Roger got into NXT. Yeah, but and I'm sure – I think Roger Strong works in New Japan too. He might have. I don't, I don't think they've ever. Yeah, so this, this literally might be a first-timer, which I love, though. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, kind of excited about this one. Yeah, Chris better be ready to bring it because Roderick lays it in. He makes his moves look real. So he does. Then backstage, uh, we see Thunder Rosa say it's time to talk to Tony Khan. She goes in his office. First time we've seen Thunder on TV besides All Access in quite a while. So maybe her medical issues have cleared and maybe she's ready to go. Which, you know. I know a lot of people don't like her. A lot of people do like her. She does add an element to the women's division. So. She does. You know, I thought they painted a pretty poor picture of her after the first AEW All Access with mm-hmm. Britain Girls mm-hmm. talking about how she can make autograph signings, but she can't make town to town. Um, insinuated the, the, the real life heat between her and, and Britt. But I, I listened to Busted Open quite a bit, mm-hmm. and she's been on there pretty regularly. You know, I her, think she's a Friday regular, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, her and Lugreca started, you know, probably two years, three that years. That feud, ago. yeah. That feud, and and uh, so you know, listening to her on there, you you kind of get a different side of her. Um, mm. But yeah, seeing her show up, I think 
I think it's actually a perfect time because you're going to have a feud feud with Britt. Britt's a face right now. Yeah. Right. Okay. You perfect timing to bring Thunder in as a heel and just get some of that cheap, cheap heat. Talk about how you know Britt's been working and she's been been laying on her couch resting. You know, doing radio shows and podcasts and you know, still getting a paycheck from Tony Khan. Like you could, she could really soak that up. You know, she, I think, I think uh, Thunder does some, I want to, it's not only fans, but it's uh, uh, is it patron? Yeah. There's a patron. Yeah. There's patron with some photo shoots and stuff. She did it with the girl from busted open. So Gabby, Gabby Laspisa. Yeah. Gabby. So, you you could you could really just get some yeah. heap on her saying like I've been making money I haven't been doing nothing you know Britt's been busting her butt and look at me I'm I'm still in the title picture or whatever so yeah definitely bring her back as a heel not as a face because first first feud's got to be with Britt either with Britt or if you don't go there you could throw her in as a heel into storyline with Jamie Hader for the title yeah, you, you could but because she never did lose the title she had to give it up. Yeah, there's there's too many things in line for that though. I think you got to bring her in as this up. This is a complete don't. You got to bring her as a side piece, okay? <laughs> you know, yeah, away from the main title. Away from the main title, not the side piece. That yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a rabbit hole for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you got to bring her in like it's involved in the main event scene, but as yet it's not. Yeah. Brits involved, but not so. That's you got to bring her in there. So. Well, and I I like what Brit said on the All Access. I don't know if you caught this or not. Which tonight's season finale? I'm looking forward to watching that later um, tomorrow. But uh, I like what she said that she didn't want to be the in the title picture within the next five years. I'm sure she will be, but yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I saw that. <clears throat> Actually, I have it on the TV right here. There's obviously no volume, and it's. It's all Adam Cole and yeah. Rick Baker base for the yeah. finale tonight. So, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, you you think she's trying to get a little little rub because Cody? You know, Cody said I'll never challenge for the title ever again, which is a huge mistake. Uh, Looking back yeah. on it, that's that's another rabbit hole. Oh know. yeah, we could do a whole podcast on what went wrong with his running. Actually, I think. I think uh, I'm gonna make a suggestion next week, and we, we can do it this week too. I, I got nothing going. I got a full battery on the. On the <laughs> we need to have. I feel like we need to have a, a Cody segment every week. I like it. Update what's going on. I like it. Like after backlash him, and this is. I, I know we're talking middle AEW now. We're talking Cody. <laughs> after he goes over Brock on on uh, Saturday or Sunday night, whatever night it was, and then. Brock comes back Monday, and the way his face looked, like so far they have played this yeah. as best as they can. They I still, I'm still pissed he didn't go over at WrestleMania because they had they had the chance they mm. had it there they could have grasped it. But so far they have not fumbled Cody yet. Right. right. And going into the show, I think I text you and Paul. They fumbled him by putting him as basically the favorite for this new world championship. But you, but Brock showed up and, and cost him the match. And the way Brock, the, the staples in his Oh, it looked like Frankenstein. Yeah, the staples in his forehead and the, and, and the black eye. And, you know, he 
Brock's not the best on the mic, but he he's like he got his point across. So mm-hmm. we get we get Cody to go over Brock one more time, and then that should elevate him into SummerSlam. Yep. So that this was a smart way to get him out of this so-called new title picture back to the title. We all want him. We, we, as in AEW fans want him to have. Right. And I did like how they had Seth Rollins match first. And when Cody's going up the ramp, Seth Rollins comes out and they did the stare down because there's still some bitterness between those two. I like that too. Yeah. I thought they did it really well. Besides besides that Monday was a shit show. Like always. Other than that, it was pretty bad. Although, I love the, and I think I texted you about this. Cody gave a shout out to the Jacksonville yep. crowd, like, "Hey, you guys were my home during the pandemic." Yep, because that's where um, Daly's place is at, and that's where they lived for what, what a year. I think yeah. they're basically there for a year mm-hmm. at Daly's place. So, yep, he pretty much acknowledged it without saying AW. He pretty much he said, "You guys yeah. were there for me in the pandemic. We had a lot of good times." Going to create another good time tonight. Which, you know, he had to have that cleared to say. So, yep. Get on them. For letting go. Sitting in Gorilla, thank you for the open mindedness. Yep. Uh, back to AEW tonight. Uh, then we got in the international championship match Orange Cassie and Daniel Garcia. Gotta admit, I wasn't too excited about this match going in. I thought it delivered big time. I thought Daniel Garcia was really, really good tonight. I thought it was a great match. And, but you know what? Daniel Garcia could have been my wrestler of the night. Mm-hmm. If he got rid of them stupid dance moves. Well, all of a sudden, does he think he's Disco Inferno? God, and that's somebody you don't want to be ever compared to no. day. No, well, I'm comparing him right now. <laughs> because Daddy Magic and Gwen Luke are way better than Disco Inferno. Yes. And then yes. all of a sudden, you have these guys walking on stage, and you make these type of dance moves, and then he, he made them in the ring. Like, dude. <sighs> Next. I, I do like what I like about or- Orange's ring, which I think this was his 22nd defense, by the way. 21st or second? I think last week was 21st. I think this was okay. 22nd. Um, he, um, he's winning a lot of these matches by the mousetrap pin because the with the story they're telling, his hand's still pretty messed up, so he can't hit the orange punch like he normally can with the force. Mm-hmm. And and you can tell it's taking a wear on him. He's barely surviving. Like every week, it's taking more and more. So I like the story because we know it's coming. We know he's going to slip up soon, but I, I like the story they're telling here because they're not making him look weak, but they're I making think, him look tired. And, and, and they focus on the sand every week. You know, there yep. were little stomps yep. that uh, Garcia made to the hand that I thought were really good, and the camera angle was perfect on that. Mm-hmm. You know, Um they had a little mix up on the first uh, some dog millionaire. It was a little 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 botch. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I thought the match delivered. I, I thought they gave him a, the perfect amount of time. Mm-hmm. It was just enough amount of time. I think we had what we only had one commercial break in the match, right? It sounds about right. And we only, we only had one, so that which you know we can deal with. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. Six months ago, I think I used to make fun of Orange Casting. I used to complain about him. The more and more I see of stuff like this, the more and more I'm a fan of him and, and enjoy his work. 
And I thought tonight those two guys were really close to match of the night. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm still not the biggest fan of his gimmick, but what, as far as in-ring, the dudes prove it to me. He, he's proven that he can, he can go with the best of them. You know what? When, when you say that, I was I was the same boat as you. I was like, this gimmick is so dumb. But the more and more it goes on, the more and more I'm entertained. Yeah. So I'm like, holy cow, it's working. Yeah. So I, like, the more then, then I'm like, I kind of like it. I kind and, and then his and and I will get to it. But then his backstage interview with Renee. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired, and she pats him on the back. He goes, I'm tired too. Like, yeah. That's that's it's relatable. So it's yeah. So good. Yeah. Like they, it's thirty seconds of their. Oh, it's like okay. The, the, they figured out the formula with him. I did laugh tonight, and, and I know he does every week. But tonight, I really paid attention when he's coming out. He gets one little, one little pyro, pyro. Oh, like, well, no, he gets two. Oh, he got two. He I just got one. one. Right as he gets to the top of the stage, he gets about halfway down the stage, and and, then <laughs> and it's, it's it's so good. And his his uh, his Tron is pretty good too, where it's just like written out like cool like a picture of cool move and like different things yeah. written out that's pretty good yeah that's pretty good then we get an act i know that's not your favorite but we get christian cage and luchasaurus come out christian wearing his turtleneck again he gets the cheap heat right away saying detroit is literally the worst town in the country we're sitting in the country F- fans were all over him tonight that was a loud edges better chant yeah yeah which he is there's no lies there there's no yeah I mean, dude, Christian Christian took the um, – I want to say – sorry, that's wrong. Not the easy way out. Christian left WWE back in the day because he knew he had a shot uh, to go be a main event star at, right. a, at, a, at a secondary promotion. Yep. yep. And, and they promoted him the best they could. And they did a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, the – he did. He did. He did okay. I don't know how many time Impact champion he was. Yeah, and maybe did he he might have been an NWA champion back when Impact. I believe he was. I'm looking that up, but I believe he was. I think that was his first title ring. Yeah. So I mean, guy held the NBA or in NWA NBA NWA championship, and then the uh, TNA championship Impact or whatever you call it. Well, he he won Impact against Kenny Omega. Um, so, but yeah, Edge Edge was, Edge was, um, he was NWA champ twice impact world champ once. So he never won the TNA championship. Well, I don't know when they started calling that the impact world championship because then he went back to WWE, if you remember, right? So yeah, where where he won the world heavyweight championship twice there. There you go. Yeah. Well, oh, the the impact one was was it within the AEW. Yeah, it'd be he beat Kenny. Yeah, be, yeah, be, yeah, Kenny. Yeah. So he won the gauntlet for the gold in two thousand eight for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. There we go. There you go. There we go. So, but I still laugh to this day. You remember when the TNA and Dixie and Vince did a trade off because Ric Flair was with TNA, but they wanted him in WWE for the Hall of Fame. With the horsemen, so TNA could get anybody they wanted for one off, and they chose Christian of all people. I mean, they could have had John Cena for one night. 
but they chose Christian because of his past history with TNI. I still, I mean, Dixie was she, she, yeah, she wasn't the brightest bulb. Um, but uh, yeah, this this promo he goes on and on about uh, about Warlow, and he was talking about how he didn't realize so many people in the company had daddy issues. Talked about Jungle Boy and then Wardlow and uh, uh, how Wardlow's found a father figure in Arn Anderson. Arn Arn Anderson's looking for a new son himself, and he points out that Brock Anderson's still under contract, but. Uh, all this other stuff, and he, he even he brings up Ric Flair in the promo tonight. Said that uh, he points out that you're the other guy in attacking with Tully Blanchard on Ric Flair's lap. You're like Ric Flair's lap dog. Um, yeah. So then at the end, he uh, tells Detroit to kiss his ass. So yeah, it was an okay promo. Yeah. He he handled it well with uh, Edge Chance as a lot of younger. Talent would not have reacted well to that. No, they probably would have. They would have got a little flustered. Stuttered. Yeah, flustered or whatever. So but. I did laugh. Beth Phoenix tonight did during that tweet a picture of Edge with the world title. thought that was pretty good. There's been a lot of uh, pictures of Edge and Christian together of late. Mm-hmm. Um, Maple Leaf games. Yeah. And I don't know if. I think Edge's deal's coming. I think it's up within the next year. Yeah. But so, I don't know when. I know there's a lot of fantasy bookers out there talking, can we get an Edge and Christian versus FTR, Edge and Christian versus the Bucks? I would love it, but I just I just don't know if Edge – I don't know if he leaves WWE. I think he just ends his career in WWE. I, I just... You know what, though? <laughs> if, he, did, he did talk to AEW first when he was going to make a return, though. If if he if if Tony Khan gets a billion dollars, okay, a billion effing dollars, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is a lot. A lot of coin. So. I mean, what what do you what do you do? I mean, I guess you I guess you try, but uh, well, I'll shop, but I'll keep going. I mean, I mean, you can try, you can throw money at Edge, but I just think Edge with his story, of being a Hall of Famer in WWE, and and uh, coming back from his neck injury, I just I mean, they've used him pretty well. They've put him in main events. I mean, he won the Royal Rumble in uh 2021 and then he uh lost in that triple threat with uh with daniel bryan and roman reigns at wrestlemania so it would surprise me but in the world of wrestling never say never sorry you're good a little, a little technical difficulty you're there. good that happens to the no, best of us I was, I was saying if you got tony khan you get a billion dollars you pay edge whatever it takes to make him make make it make a 10 fight deal with him you know, to, to let him, you know, ride off in the sunset. He's already a Hall of Famer, right? You don't have to mm-hmm. worry about that. So. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Never say never. Yeah. Never say never. We then see a video package for Darby Allen. He says he does crazy things as it makes him show he is capable of so much more. He wants to give back to AEW as much as it's given to him. That's why he wants to become world champion. I thought these pillar segments were really good tonight. 
easy pre-tapes adds more to each person's character. I thought they were good. I think it showed their background more mm-hmm. of why they are a pillar. Um, you know, before they came to AEW, um, then then their actual work in AEW, which is is great. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, yeah, we know Tony Khan started this company with guys like the Bucks, Omega, Jericho, Cody, Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at it, I mean, some of the first guys he brought in were MJF, mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy. Yep. Um, Darby was like, yep. And, and, and Darby, Darby had. You know, Darby had a little bit of of uh, Stanford staff to him because Darby performed a lot in Evolve. Yep. Um, so, obviously, if he's performing in Evolve back in the day, and a, his big his big rival was uh, Ethan Page, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the 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 Stanford eyes were on him. But I'm guessing they passed on him because of his size and build. Probably, pro- they would have stuck him in 205 Live. Yeah, remember that cruiserweight show that Neville Pack was on. So speaking of another name we haven't seen in a while, yeah. Um, and Neville Neville had ear surgery. He's getting he's getting pushed back. I've, 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 I've stayed away from that one. Uh, we did got the loan. If you listen, if you hate me, and I'm just yeah. I'm making fun of your side. We got the lone woman's match of the night, but I enjoyed this match. It's been a good story they've told over Dynamites, Rampage, all that. Anna J versus Julia Hart, no holes bars match. These two used to be pretty tight back in the day. We'd see them appear on BT and different things. Back when Julia was a cheerleader before she got. Uh, Cheerleader for the Varsity Blondes before she got misted and turned into the witch of the of the uh, House of Black. But uh, we see Julie make her entrance, but Anna Jay turns up from behind and attacks her with a chair. This is a pretty hardcore match. We saw trash cans. We saw chairs used. These woman, women, I thought, really laid it in. They, they looked like some painful moments tonight in this they match. Did, and I was worried towards the end because there was two uh, pinfalls that... Uh, a little sloppy. She didn't kick out. Right. I mean, her legs moved, but her shoulders did not move. In that, A, like you said, was sloppy, or B, was she really hurt? Yeah. yeah. And both these girls have had injury problems in the past, especially Anna Jay. Um, I was surprised by this result. The end result saw Julia Hart make making Anna Jay tap out, so she went 2-0 in the in this feud. I thought, it would, I thought they'd have Anna Jay win to get a 1-1, but... Julie's getting pushed right now for somebody who doesn't wrestle that much. Yeah, she's getting pushed, but also it is a little bit her, of, a, of a bare back, a back ride to uh, House of Black. Black. You know, the one which that act, that acts hotter in my opinion than JS. So. Yeah, so you know, if you can give them a little bit of an extra rub when you can, you know, put her over, and she, she's she's young too. She's in her. Mid to early twenties, isn't she? Yeah, they're both pretty young, I think. So, but she's younger. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, it was good. I I, I, okay. I enjoyed it. Um, we then got the House of Black defending their trios championships against the best friends and Bandito. Uh, I think 
if I wasn't mistaken, maybe it was just lighting, but I think the trio's got a re the trio's design got redesigned. They look silver to me instead of gold tonight. But maybe it was just the lighting. I didn't know um, that. So. Which the lighting was awesome for this um, open house match. Is the whole crowd was dark and the light was just on the ring, and on the Tron you had uh, kind of the spooky House of Black stuff in the in the background. Um, and before this, this one we saw backstage with the best friends and Bandito getting ready. Trip Beretta says uh, tonight they win the big one. They reveal their final rule, which I like how the the uh, the opponents get a say the final rule of the match. So all witches banned from ringside, so that means Julie Hart couldn't be at ringside. That's when Orange said he's tired to Renee, and Renee goes, "Me too, buddy." Which which like you said was pretty good. Um, House of Black, man, this the. This was I knew they weren't going to lose their first title defense in this type of match format. This was so good. They're they're all three talented. They have a special entrance. I mean, just I wish they were on TV every week. To be honest, um, this was a good match. Bandito proves to me every weekend, week out that the dude can go. Another guy that was in the main event of the original All In. Um, I think people forget about that. It was him, Phoenix, and Rey Mysterio against the Bucks and Kota Ibushi, um, just for those keeping track. But a uh, good match here in the end. House of Black do win as um, Brody Keen hits Dante's Inferno to retain. Um, so I wonder at double or nothing if we're going to get the open house rules against the acclaimed in Daddy S. I think that's what it's, what it's leaning towards. Um but we we saw no acclaim tonight. So no, but I think they're on. They might be on rampage. I don't. Rampage was so loaded, and Excalibur went through so fast. I couldn't keep up with what's all on the card. I know it's a special start time, ten o'clock Saturday night. But and it's not live, so it's it's going to yeah. be recorded tonight. We'll see spoilers in the morning. Well, it looks like Rampage going forward is going to be more of the developmental show, kind of like a, what Sunday Night Heat was to um in WWE WWF at the time yeah yeah we then did see Orange Cassie laid out backstage and he got laid out by uh, Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open they're gonna fight Friday night at Ram- or Saturday night at Rampage um he knew somebody was gonna attack him because they went backstage twice and showed him looking at the uh, TV screen so I was like something something's gonna happen here but I'm glad they said who it was because I did not recognize Kyle Fletcher at first. I knew it was a part of it was one of the Aussie Open guys because he was holding two titles, but well technically three with Orange's title in his right hand. But yeah, no, I think those guys are thoroughly entertaining. Yep. Um love that they come over here from New Japan. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well and you know we got Forbidden Door coming up next month. I feel like everybody's forgetting about that pay per view. So we're gonna start seeing more and more New Japan guys pop up. Right. And you know, the, the biggest one we're going to see from New Japan, which I think will get a rematch, is uh, Osprey and Omega. Yeah. So. We then got a video package for Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He was the fourth and last video package. I forgot to mention Sammy Guevara's earlier. He was the second one after MJF. But like I said, all the video packages were really good for the Pillars tonight. Then we got to the main event. I mean, this was a pay-per-view worthy main event. One of the bigger main events in Dynamite history. John Moxley, Kenny Omega, one of the better rivalries, if not the best rivalry since the start of AEW. I mean, these guys 
squared off on the very first Dynamite that night. The very first show, Double or Nothing, 2019. But this was in a steel cage. Before things got underway, though, we saw Claudio and Wheeler attacking attacking uh, Omega because Danielson was on the uh, commentary. Young Bucks came out to even, even, even the sides out. Got a lot of brawling until finally security got involved. Finally, Kenny and John get into the cage. And Omega uh, gets the best of the situation and then throws a steel chair wrapped in barbed wire into the face of Moxley. Right then, Moxley got color. Um, knew that was coming. Knew he was going to be the first. And, and Danielson even said Mox wakes up in the morning bleeding or something along those lines, which was pretty good. Doesn't wake up until he bleeds. There you go. That's exactly what he said. And Danielson was good on the mic like he usually is on commentary. Um, a lot of good barbed wire chair shots at the backs. The backs were bleeding tonight. I thought we were getting thumbtacks, but we got broken glass instead, which I don't recall broken glass used much. I remember Nate Gage and Jericho did light tubes and a glass table. Um, and the broken glass was probably a callback to that first dynamite when Moxley put Kenny through that through, glass through table. Through the glass table back in the v, the VIP. P, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, good stuff here. A lot of back and forth. Um, I didn't realize until they showed the graphic that Kenny had never lost a singles match on Dynamite. He was like 16-0-1. Um, so towards the end of the match, it looked like Kenny was going to get the win. He hit a, uh, another V-trigger, second of the match, and then and that broke the cage. Um, and then Moxley threw Omega back in, grabs a screwdriver, but Callus enters the ring, pulls it from him. Omega attacks uh, Moxley from behind, hitting another V-trigger, then a one-wing angel. Omega's got him in the uh, pinfall, got the one, the two, but then Callis turns on Kenny, attacks him with the screwdriver. Moxley picks up the win. After the match, Callis whispers something to Omega and throws him back down to the mat. So Evil Don finally did it, turned on his boy Kenny Omega. What what a scary spot, though, when he put Moxley through the – yeah, cage. His leg got caught between the cage and the yep. in the ring. I thought he really hurt himself for a second when Doc Sampson came over. Well, I think I think they saw that and wanted to check on him, and they, obviously he was fine. His kitty was waving over to him, so I'm like, oh yeah. crap. Um, I like that spot. As um, long as he was okay out of it, um, I don't think he whispered. I felt like at that end of that match, I felt like when he brought him up and talked to him, I felt like he kissed him. He like, did. He I did, mean, I think. He might have said something, yeah. And then he threw him back down. So. Yeah. It, you it kind was, of saw it coming, but I still like how it was pulled off. I, I don't – so So does Takeshna go with Don? I think so because Don kept pointing to his head. So it goes back to the bleeding thing. You know, you bleed, then you become part of BC, BCC – Takeshka bled last time we saw him. Well, we got to pull the trigger and get Hangman back soon, don't we? He's been off TV for about a month, and we're that, coming that, up on that, two that, weeks. That, from- that could be that could be a way to put Hangman back with the elite. Yes, you're right. You're right. And I still think if 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 Takeshka turns heel, that still leaves a spot for Golden Lover Kota Ibushi to debut. I'm still sticking with the shell. No, it it's gonna happen. Yeah. So, but I, I'm just I'm just intrigued. What's gonna happen to Dumb or Nothing? Do they go like a match between these two teams that like anarchy in the arena, 
or do they go blood and guts? But I feel like you don't do blood and guts a double or nothing. I feel like that's not a double ring no. setup. I feel like that has to be for a premier dynamite. That or or you uh where is double or nothing at? Vegas. T Mobile. T Mobile again, where the Golden Knights play. Okay. Tony Khan's got the connection. Do you do uh do you do an anarchy in the arena at the new Vegas stadium? I mean, they, I mean, they did it in Vegas last year. That's far-fetched. Or, I mean, do, do, do we do a double ring set up in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard? I wouldn't put anything past Tony. Um, I I mean, if they really wanted to do a blood and guts, you could you could extend this thing clear out to all, all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could – because you're going to use uh, – uh, Forbidden Door is just an accelerator to it. So, yep. uh, yeah, you could do that. But I think you could do something really stupid cool in Vegas. Yep. Yep. I mean, Vegas is up for anything in Vegas. Well, and I feel like you kind of have to do a gimmick match because the first two years for Double or Nothing, we saw the Stadium Stampede. Last year, we saw the Anarchy in the Arena match, which went over well. So, makes sense to do that again. Give me a... Uh, Give me a Vegas match. Give me a give me a ring in the middle of uh, the fountains at Bellagio. Give me a ring in the middle of the uh, pond, the pirate show at Treasure Island. I'm trying to think of all the Vegas spots I've been to. Um, yeah, you got so many historical spots mm-hmm. in Vegas that you could throw a ring in that. You could you could make a side attraction too, you know. It's um, it's going to be interesting next couple of weeks. Is Hangman return? Where's Tanishka stand? You know, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of pieces to to figure out here in the next couple of weeks, but we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Another piece of the puzzle tonight, and it was good. I mean, Callus has been with Omega for years and years and years, so finally turned on him, and Danielson loved it. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. And he's fun to not like, isn't he? I, I, you know what though? I thought when he, there was a picture of the side picture of him tonight. He was watching the monitor with uh, Yuda. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost think he's lost some muscle mass. He didn't look very big. Mm-hmm. Not that Danielson was ever big, ever big, but he was toned. I didn't think he looked very toned, and it could have been a bad camera angle. angle. Yeah. You know, when we look at the camera, the camera adds 87 pounds to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like but I'm just saying, I don't know. He looks yeah. small. Yeah. No, uh, I'll have to check it out. I didn't I didn't catch that tonight, but I probably wasn't paying close enough attention either. So. Uh, but uh, overall, I thought it was a really good dynamite. I thought it just felt a lot better than the last few weeks. Not that the last few weeks were off. I do think I gave last week a pretty low rating. I know you went real low. You or Paul, somebody went real low last week. Yeah, they gave me. Um, and I even went low for myself. I thought tonight's had just a big dynamite feel, and I feel like stuff's starting to really click and we're going to get some big announcements, which I forgot to even mention that. Tony Khan said big announcement coming next week on TNT, and then he also said a big announcement, one of the most important announcements in AEW history coming on Dynamite next week. So if, I, if I'm if i guessing, I think the upfronts are going to be shown on TNT next week. 
So that's probably where they announced the big money deal with AEW. And then at night, we'll get the announcement of Collision, the Saturday show. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. And and you got stars showing up all of a sudden in Miro and Thunder Rosa uh, looking for a place to go. And you're going to have a new television show in Collision. So, yeah. I wonder if Punk shows up at the upfronts. Which they finally mentioned his name tonight. MJF said CM Punk on Dynamite tonight. And they showed a highlight of the dog collar match. He said the best single dog collar match. You notice he said that. Um, Punk is still scheduled for Chicago. And that's June what? June 17th, which would be the first collision show, I believe. Or, Or is that the... They're no, running Dynamite and Collision, I think, that week in Chicago. Well, June 17th is Saturday. That would be the first collision. Okay, so, I mean, they're going to lead the show off with him, obviously, because in Chicago. So, Well, and I think Warner will want to announce ahead of time. Yeah, but I would almost, I'd almost like to, I don't know. I'd almost like to see a show promoted and... I'm a, I'm a I'm a guy that wants to end the show with a debut yep. after what he's been through. We haven't seen him on TV for almost a year now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming up September be a year. And I almost want to see like you in the show, and don't even you don't even have to hit his music. Like he literally, which they will because his music is a pop unlike anybody else. Now. But you literally could could pan back. To the back of the stage and him sitting on a chair with his leg crossed going, I'm here. Now, do you bring him back as a heel or face? It's Chicago. It's face. And and, and I know I know the elite's kind of a face right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're working towards <laughs> is, uh, is Wembley Stadium, right? We want FTR and, the punk, and punk versus... The all the elite. We want it, but I'm still. I, I threw out that bet last week. I don't think we're getting it. I know, I know, man. But I don't think we're getting it. And, and there's, there's, there's even, even, uh, even anti AEW guys like Jim Cornette are saying you have to do this. Mm-hmm. This makes millions of dollars. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. And, and Jim Cornette would wouldn't piss on AEW if it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you're right okay you're right and he's saying you gotta do this so i mean unless tony khan is just that hard-headed and he i mean he's gonna have a billion dollars in his pocket so maybe he won't do it but it'll be interesting it'll be interesting because um sean ross Sapp said on on today on listing your boy with jimmy van that on five will select tomorrow he is going to release the name of the talent that Punk's pushing for to have his first feud against. Because some people think it's going to be Jericho, but supposedly Punk's pushing for somebody else. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a talent outside AEW that could be coming in, or if it's somebody within AEW. I don't even know who to guess. Outside AEW? Well, Yeah, I'm thinking inside AEW. I don't even know who to guess. Inside AEW? Yeah, Adam Cole, maybe? It's got to be somebody big, but somebody, of course, that gets along with him. 
I'd say American Dragon, but yeah, I mean, it's just we, gonna be interesting because if he debuts in June, that's the week before um, Forbidden Door. So then he's got to fit into stuff with for Forbidden Door, then All End and All Out. So, so, so who haven't we seen Punk with? I feel like yeah. a lot of people, whether it's AW or Stanford. I haven't seen with Omega. That's the dream one there, but don't know if that's going to happen. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talent AEW we haven't seen him with. We have seen him with Darby, Eddie, MJF, Hangman. Mox. Mox. Those are pretty much his feuds. But And, and Daniel worked with him in... WWE, right? Yeah, 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 So that that one, but I don't think I think it was it wasn't like Brian wasn't red hot yet either. No, that was back when the NXT the NXT guys invaded Raw. Because when Brian got red hot, Punk quit. That was WrestleMania thirty season. So, I mean, yeah, we've yeah, seen know. him work. We've seen him work with Jericho in WWE, but not AEW. Yeah. Which that would still wouldn't surprise me if that's the feud they go with. Sounds like Jericho's kind of the uh, peacemaker so far. He's definitely Tony's go-to guy, I think, in the company. Just because he's got the most experience, he's been through it all. He's seen it all. Mm-hmm. He knows what makes money. Right? Yep, and he doesn't like Punk, but he'll put it aside to make money. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many, many guys. In AEW and WWE that do not like each other, but they do business out and made a lot of money. I think I sent you and uh, Paul a text, um, and they've been bringing up a lot of this on social media. The Rock and Cena, mm-hmm. and Cena really was very harsh in promos to The Rock, almost disrespected him, pushed his buttons. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell those guys did not like each other. They had real beef. They had real beef. But they made a million dollars. Well, and like we, we talked last week, you know, Edge, Matt Hardy, and, and, and Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett. I mean, that was a lot of personal stuff outside the business that they put on the side to make money. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But what what do you give tonight's show? What, what rating? Uh... I enjoyed tonight's show. It was entertaining. Um, I'm going eight two. Eight two. All right. That's that's pretty high for you. That's high for me. I'm going eight six. A little higher. Um, you know, not the highest score I've ever given a dynamite, but I really enjoyed tonight and thought it had a big show feel and and not that I was down on the product at all, but it it gets my excitement level going again. Um, Heading into, I mean, I'm already pumped for double or nothing here in a couple weeks, and then big announcement next week. It's just, you know, punk returning, even though, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I was one that wasn't sure if CM Punk's worth it, but hey, if Warner wants him back, then you bring him back because he does draw. Um, so yeah, yeah, things are clicking and clicking and rolling. Uh, who's your wrestler tonight? Tonight, um, Don Callis. Don, slimy Don, the virus. Threw everybody a curveball tonight. Mm-hmm. 
So going with Don. And I was never a big Don fan before. Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. Um, now, I like Cyrus the Virus back in the old ECW. You know, Don was one of the three commentators at All In. It was Don, Excalibur, and Rishabani. Yeah. Hmm. I am going, even in a losing effort, I'm going with Kenny Omega. The guy, he just shows me something every week why he's considered the best in the world. I mean, he, he can wrestle with any style. He can go hardcore like he did tonight. And he made a comment, I think, within the last few weeks that, you know, time's running out on Kenny Omega's in-ring career. Um, I mean, I don't know if that time's two years, three years, but it's, you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and we got to enjoy it while we can. Because I know I took him for granted, and then when he was out for that whole year, from November 21 to uh, September 22, I I missed seeing the guy, because you knew you were always going to get a good match with him. Yeah. Did you notice the first time Mox hit the ropes tonight? I don't. I'm sure. I mean, I was watching it, but I don't recall what happened. He had jazz hands. Did he? He did. He hit the ropes like like Omega did. And then, obviously, in the match, Omega takes the uh, top uh, rope off. Or, no, I'm sorry. Mox takes yeah. the rope off. Fish hook. So, yeah. You didn't see Omega hit the ropes a lot tonight, but I felt like the first time Mox hit the ropes tonight, he had his hands up in the air, and I'm like, okay. I mean, the only people that make – the only person that makes fun of him is Cornette, calls him jazz hands and blah, blah, blah. And I listen to a lot of Cornette stuff, and I'm like, I caught on to it. And I'm like, all right, good for you, Mox, like – which and these guys they don't mind each other. They like doing business with each other. I mean, Kenny even said this week he thought Moxley's the MVP of AEW since the start. Yeah. So, yeah. Which I think both these guys are. That's why the rivalry's so good. Their matches are so good. The chemistry's so good. Um. Yeah. No, I thought thought it was good. Good stuff tonight. Good stuff tonight. One rabbit hole I did want to go down tonight. I was hoping Paul was going to join us tonight, um, but he let us know he couldn't. Couldn't. Join the show tonight, but he should be back with us next week, so I'll get his opinion on this rabbit hole next week. But I, I told you guys this was coming, so you could give it some thought. But uh, as big pro wrestling fans like we are, I just wondered what's on your pro wrestling fan bucket list, if anything. Mm. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, if I mean, it could be going to a certain event, a certain uh, venue, uh, meeting a certain talent, whatever. Um, I mean, if we're talking big bucket list, we're talking any any promotion, I I'd, I'd, I'd say Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom. That's a great one. Yeah, if we're staying in the states, if it ever happens again. WrestleMania and Madison Square Garden. I think that's too small of a venue. I do too, unfortunately. For them now. Um, but that'd be great. Um, I guess maybe you've just seen a show in Madison Square Garden. I've seen a couple basketball games. I went there for the 2018 Big Ten Tournament when it was there. I encourage anybody, if they get a chance, it doesn't matter what it is, for a game, 
uh, concert, whatever, boxing match, wrestling match, go because it's just cool to walk around that building and see all the events that have taken place in the history of that place. Now, it's not the nicest. Like, I saw a rat run across the floor that night, but it is New York City. But uh, but it is – you can see why they call it the uh, most famous arena in the world. It's, it's a pretty cool place. I, I would say my, my echelon, the top one that maybe will never, ever happen – would be Wrestle Kingdom and in, in Tokyo Dome. I would still love to go to WrestleMania. Now, um, in my twenties, I was a huge concert guy, and I'm a ticket snob. And my wife knows that, as you found out, Tanner. <laughs> if I'm going to go to an event. I got to sit up close. Sure. So I'm, t- I'm turning into that way. Yeah. Um, so if I go to if I go to a, a WrestleMania in the states, I got I mean like I want to like if you're getting up close, you're spending big time. But yeah, so yeah, you know I gotta I gotta put that on the uh, yeah. on the to wait here. But yeah, I'd love to go to a, a WrestleMania at some point in time before my my yep. day. Um, I had a, I had a chance back in the day when it was at the RCA Dome, the Hoosier Dome. Yeah, that was uh, what WrestleMania was that. Uh, 90, we talked about this. Yeah, 90, we did. That was 11, wasn't it? 92. WrestleMania 11, I think. 92, 93. Um, it was funny. Uh, I was in, we lived in North Manchester, Indiana at the time, and being a Chevrolet dealer that my dad was, uh, the Chevrolet zone, uh, Manchester was considered in the Indianapolis zone, and they they had free tickets. And Dad's like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh, hadn't been back since. Uh, no, hadn't been back to Indiana since. I thought I thought Lugus Oil would get it after the reason I say that is Lugus Oil uh, when they held the Super Bowl, right? Like, got praised the 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 city of Indianapolis got praised of how mm-hmm. they handled the Super Bowl. So I figured WrestleMania couldn't be too far behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wrong. WrestleMania is definitely on my bucket list. I, I and that's one I will probably not be able to get a great seat for. But I and I'm not the biggest WWE fan, but still, just I love the event. It's still the event of all. And now it's a two night event. I get it, but still the this the uh, you know it's just a, such a spectacle. Um, showcase of the immortals, as they call it. Yeah. So I, I want to go to that. I, I want to go to a Royal Rumble, another. WWE event, but I, I think the Royal Rumble's fun, and that's rumored maybe to be in Indianapolis next year. But I did see Orlando put a bid in for it, and Orlando's typically gets pretty big time events. If 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 Royal Rumble could be my second favorite WWE event because just because of yep. the actual Rumble itself, I enjoy. Yep. Uh, Those are the two WWE events on my list. At one time, SummerSlam, but. That's kind of lost. It's still a big event. But it's kind of lost its luster for me a little bit over to the past few years. Back in the uh, back in the nineties, summer or uh, Survivor Series yes. was fun. When it was true Survivor Series, yeah. it was fun. I do want to go to AEW pay per view eventually. I don't really care which one, but I do want to go to one of those. And and I know All Out's not too far from us in Chicago every year, but landing on Labor Day weekend is never a good weekend for me. It seems like so. Um, but but Tokyo Dome was a good one. I didn't think about that one. Um, yeah, I, I 
I don't think I'll ever. I don't think you could ever get me on a plane that long. <laughs> so, but if for some reason I had a chance to go, I mean, I would love it. I, I, I really would enjoy the joy that over there. But I mean, I don't know. You're gonna have to give me like we like take off from LAX, knock you out with something. You're going to have to give me one of them uh, Colorado gummy bears <laughs> and and maybe a, a shot or two of tequila. And then, you know, hopefully that knocks me out of, what, uh, 13 hours or the 15-hour flight or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I had trouble doing a six-hour to Hawaii from San Diego, so I don't I don't know if I could times it by two. I don't know how people do the one to Australia. I have I have a hard time going Indianapolis to Vegas and it's four and a half four yeah. hours. Yeah. And knowing when I get to Vegas I get to party. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and I like right. to party. Right. So um, but there, there's a lot of venues I'd like to get to. Um I uh, another one, I wouldn't mind going up and watching the show in Toronto. Yeah, that'd be fun. Great wrestling town. I mean, just the history there is mm-hmm. pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of good wrestling history in our, in, in not our backyard, but up in Chicago, like we've talked about. Um, Hammerstein Ballroom would be cool. Um, Ooh. I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's a crap hole, but the Cow Palace, I think, would be cool. Um, I'm just trying to think of older buildings that have had a lot of history. Well, do you, you think the Cow Palace is a shithole? What do you think Hammerstein is? Oh, it's definitely shithole. So is the Philly Arena, but it just, just to think what's happened there. Um, what about what about the twenty three hundred arena, which is the old ECW? Arena? Yeah, that's why I meant by the Philly arena. Excuse oh, me, yeah, okay. which I know Busted Open is hosting their pre WrestleMania show there next year. Yeah, because it's in Philly. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of good venues if if I if I put more thought into it that I I want to I'd want to go to. But I I know like that uh, GCW runs the Evansville. Yeah, the Coliseum they call it. That's the older one, right? Because the Ford Center is their new one. Yeah, but I mean, they run a show there. They talk about you know the territories running show building. So, Uh, the Omni would be cool down in Atlanta. Yeah, that's got a lot of history to it. Um, Yeah, those are just uh, just a few of them. I mean. I mean, I have a lot of wrestlers I'd like to meet, but I wouldn't say that's at the top tier on my bucket list by any means. It's more shows and different venues. Yeah, I, and I mean, I love like taking taking outside the wrestling world. I love going to different venues for uh, NFL, NBA, yep. and MLB. Like, I love going to different uh, major mm-hmm. ballparks. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing some professional wrestling shows at some of those iconic venues is more would be more important to me than you know high five in a wrestler. Or, yeah, me too. Or a meet and greet. Me too. Me too. And and really now with the it, 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 nothing wrong with this, but with all the wrestling expos, um, you can pay a little bit and meet a lot of those guys anymore. It's yeah, not like so. I'm sure you read this. What was what was uh, the last WrestleCon? What was uh, Cornette's beef with Jungle Boy? Said Jungle Boy had a bad attitude. 
I didn't. I didn't see anything about that. You didn't see anything about that. That was that was a big thing. I know you listen to Cornette. I don't. I don't listen to his podcast. So it was actually. I, I read this on on Twitter. Um, they said uh, Cornette was throwing a fit because they didn't have enough curtains blocking an ROH symbol, and he called or was bitching about Jungle Boy, saying he had a bad attitude meeting the fans. A lot of AEW fans stuck up for Jungle Boy saying, you know what he's going through personally. If he had a bad day, yada, yada, yada. Cornette just went off on Cornetteville. <laughs> Basically, you know, called him everything but a Jungle Boy. And, yeah. So I, I thought that, that last week that's been kind of all over the thing. And I, haven't, I haven't listened to a Cornette podcast in seven or eight days now, so – haven't heard anything him him say that. What is your uh, now that FTR with Dax is gone? Besides kicking out podcasts, of course. What is your what is your favorite pro wrestling podcast? What's one that you have to listen to every week? Um, or, or is there one? Yeah, I I tend to love the busted open one because it's, it's the cliff note version right it's shorter I mm-hmm. if i don't get to watch or watch or listen to the daily episode i can yeah. the the 30 40 minute cliff note version mm-hmm. um uh i used to listen to 83 days by bischoff he, he's kind of pissed me off lately he I, I i like eric bischoff for what he did with wcaw but sometimes he gets on these soapboxes it's just like, dude, give it up. I haven't listened to him in a while. Yeah. Um, I listened to uh, Grilling with JR. Yep, that's usually a good one. Uh, that's that's a great one. But, I mean, and I might get a lot of uh, hate for this, but not the Jim Cornette experience, but the uh, drive-through with Jim Cornette, the different one they do, where he answers the questions. Man, that, it's... it's 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 a it's a true wrestling podcast, and I know he he hates on AEW sometimes. He hates on WWE. He will he will absolutely make fun of a ton of indie shows because the indie shows do stuff that he doesn't believe in. Um, but he gives some awesome insight from the territory days, the Attitude Era. And how he would do it nowadays, and I, I feel like you have to respect that. Yeah, um, yeah. I listen to I listen to quite a few. I wouldn't say there's like one besides Busted Open. I listen to every week, but they have one every day, so I don't catch yeah. it every day. But I, I do listen to a lot of Conrad stuff. But it's I pick and choose my topics. Sometimes I'll listen to eighty three weeks. Sometimes I'll listen to My World, Jeff Jarrett. Sometimes today I was listening to something wrestle with from Bruce Pritchard. Um which other ones? Grillin' JR, what happened when with Tony Schiavone is usually a pretty good one. What I like is they don't talk about the current day stuff. They talk about the older stuff. Um, a lot of stuff I've watched or am interested in watching or or I've heard about. Um but there's there's so many good ones out there. Hey, last week we were almost top 100 in America, right? Yeah, we were still as of today still ranked 
top 300 in America. So that's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. So that's yeah. an accomplishment for us. And we're still hanging on there in Great Britain and Germany. We've been, we've been charting Germany for over a month. So shout out to any Germany fans watching or listening. Appreciate it. My second favorite country. Just <laughs> uh, now we need, we need to get back on the can- Canadian list. Canada list. Third favorite country is Canadian. <laughs> so Marty that, McSwirly, you guys love me up there. I love Marty McSwirly. Come on. Let's have fun. They might not want to talk hockey right now, Ship. They're about ready to have both their teams out. And yeah, yeah I know that. I watched a little bit of sports Sunday because I'm a big hockey guy. Right? Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not looking good for them. But there. we're going on 30 years since the last Canadian teams won a cup. The 93 Montreal Canadiens. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. And the Maple Leafs, who make the playoffs all the time, they haven't won a cup since 67. So, definitely. And they might have got swept tonight. I don't know. Uh, That's because some Jack Lope said that uh, Marty McSterling was only brought in to protect Gretzky. Yeah. You need to bring in uh, Marty McSterling to run the team. The, the Maple Leafs did win, so they're down 3-1, to one, so they're still alive. The Oilers are winning 4-0 going in the third. That would tie up the series. So, all right, maybe Canada still has a chance. So, Come on, Canada. <laughs> wow. uh, any, any other rabbit holes you want to go down tonight? Because I, I, I went down my main one. So. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and we kind of already talked about the Cody, but I like adding a Cody segment. I like there. adding the Cody yeah, segment. I like that, too. Um, what do you think? And, and I'm sure you read it. the The Puerto Rico crowd was mm. stupid good, mm-hmm. stupid hot. Mm-hmm. And I know Puerto Rico paid 1.5 million to have like incentivize them to come there. Whatever, right? That's what it is. They. I mean, I mean, Carlito got a 99 Stone Cold Steve Austin reaction. Silvio uh, Vega was right there too. I do wish they wouldn't have showed him earlier that night. Because I think he would have got even a bigger pop if they didn't. But, um, but so they leave. They yeah. leave Puerto Rico. They go to Jacksonville, and besides the Cody pop, they admitted they had to uh, feed in crowd noise to what we saw on television. They fed into Lesnar's part. Yeah, not needed. No, besides Cody, which Cody gets the the stupid pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, deservingly so, mm-hmm. and I know we're we're, we're Cody fans here. Mm-hmm. Cody Marks, whatever the hell you want to call us. Yep, look behind um, me. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like, I feel like how could you fumble it so bad? And and maybe it was just because Puerto Rico hadn't had a WWE pay per view in how long? You know, they they brought in the number. They one. never get TV even. They yeah. do house shows. They uh, they brought in the number one musician, the, you know, Bad Bunny. That dude, every single thing he did, crowd popped for. That guy. And I'm not a big uh, musician guy, rapper guy, but, I mean, I guess he's kind he's, of you know, He's a big dude. He's been number one on Spotify like three years running now. And yeah. I think my fiance would know a lot better than me, but I think he's dating one of the Kardashians. I think I couldn't tell you which one, or I, I would have to check with her, but she's asleep. But she would know. Well, I mean, that's the greatest comeback ever, right? <laughs> Come on, you're you're gonna fall for this, aren't you? 
Bring it on. Ask me, ask me, ask me which one's the greatest comeback ever. Which was the greatest comeback ever? Well, it had to be Kim. She had Kim on her back, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's explicit. We got there without an F-bomb for once. I mean, you ever seen that? I think it was on The Office, right? One of the Office blooper reels, they did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she dated Chris Humphreys. <laughs> Come on. I mean, of all the NBA guys, Chris Humphreys, really. I mean, he's a hell of a Big Ten player. He's a freshman of the year at Minnesota, but oh, boy. Yeah, well. Oh, boy. I didn't say the F word. No, but I'll throw <laughs> explicit in there just in case. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we, we, we I could have went down a rabbit hole about side pieces earlier, but. <laughs> I did say side pieces. Yes, you did. That's yeah. but, but, did. but we were talking about the title picture. We weren't talking about. Yeah, it, it, it worked with the title. Right, you know. This one, not so much. There's no work around there. But <laughs> I, wish, I, wish, I wish Paul was involved tonight so I could see Paul's reaction face. Oh, Paul. Hey, our fan base getting no Paul's roadkill. So, <laughs> roadkill. Yeah. And that came from a guy that does not know a lot about professional wrestling. Right. Um, Yes, it did, but I, I'm telling. I, I mean, we've got comments on social media agree, <laughs> agreeing with Chris. Okay, so here's the deal: I'm getting Paul a white shirt, black suspenders, and the uh, the black top, like top hat. Top hat. No, I'm a hat. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna dress Paul up at, yep. as Roadkill. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he should be back with us. I think next week he was. Apologetic, he had a miss tonight, but no big deal. We had it covered. No big deal, Paul. We got a uniform for you next week. Yes, we do. And you know he's going to send us a text because he will listen to this. So that's all right. That's all right. All right. Any other any other rabbit holes, any other topics you want to discuss? Well, I don't think we have any other uh, rabbit holes to go down tonight. I can't think of any. Um, what we got? We got uh, Rampage on Saturday night. Saturday at 10. Saturday, so... I might tune in. That's gotta be good. That's gotta be because of the NBA playoffs, right? Or NBA or NHL, they're both on TNT. So okay, yeah, they're, they're playoffs on Friday night. Um, yeah, yeah, and then Dynamite next week, and then like I said, we should know more about the big announcements. We will know more about the big announcements come next week because the uh, upfronts are seven on the seventeenth. So hopefully, AW gets a big deal. I would love if they start streaming the pay-per-views on Max, which it's going to be known as starting next week, not HBO Max, just Max. Because I think, I mean, they can reach so many more people on that platform. So you think you think more people are already or will join Max than just paying the twenty four ninety five or thirty four ninety five or it's whatever. fifty bucks, dude. Was it fifty bucks last year? The AEW pay-per-views are usually forty nine ninety nine. And that was that's on Bleacher Report, right? Yeah, and you, so with Max, you're paying nine ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine, I think, if you don't want ads a month. What I got? Yeah, I got to get rid of something. I know. I we have Max because we got it to watch uh, Last of Us. Is that the freaking no? Is that what it's called? Jesus, now I can't remember. It was like kind of like The Walking Dead. Um, it was really good. I don't know, but yeah, that's the only reason we got it. And but then I'm like, I'm like, because 
my fiance kind of wanted to cancel. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I think I think I'm gonna need this for some wrestling stuff in the in the future. Yeah, it sounds like you're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think it's not a, co- a coincidence that they haven't announced what how you can watch all in yet. It's on a Sunday in August. You usually they would say pay per view, Bleach Report. They haven't announced anything like that. So, yeah. But it is interesting, like, if this deal comes in place, like the rumors, ROH isn't going to be part of the deal. Yeah, but it... Which is fine, but... Wouldn't you... you you got to include that with the, with the max, because uh, Honor Club is, what, 10 bucks? Yeah, same with as you pay for max with ads. Yeah, so... Okay, make 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 max if you want honor club. It's an extra dollar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to incorporate it all. You know, I think I think uh, Peacock is a awful awful platform. But they're losing money too, big time. But, but there's so much WWE content. You can watch anything you want. So if you have, if you're an AEW fan. And you get on the max, you're gonna want you're gonna want to watch ROH. So you gotta incorporate it somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, and good on Tony for when when um, Warner Discovery wasn't interested in ROH, he didn't go shopping at another network or anything for it. So I think Tony said, "Yeah, you're not interested. Let me let me prove to you what I can do." Got a comment from Andy here on YouTube. Said, "Excellent dynamite." We got to agree. I gave it a 8.6 and Austin gave it an 8.2 and that's high for Austin's ratings. So it's very high for me, Andy. Yep. Yep. So yep. Had to had the big, big dynamite feel again that, and there's just some aspects like the Miro thing and then showing Tony Khan's office. I don't ever remember showing Tony Khan's office before. Now, just little things like that. I enjoyed tonight. And, and I know we'll get it on rampage, but we did not get any, any matches for next week. Are we right? Mm-hmm. Roger Strong and, and Jericho. Okay, that, that's the only one. And Ricky Starks and Jay White. Okay, I saw that. Which I was surprised. I thought that was going to be double or nothing. Okay, so we got a couple matches you, already. You got it. You got to give those guys something double or nothing, especially Jay White. He's too big of a talent not to. It was yeah. It was too big of a signing. But but won't we have uh, the casino battle royale or ladder match or something? I double or nothing like they usually do. Yeah, Joker's ladder match or something. Yeah, something. Because MJF won it last year. Yeah. And Brian Cage won it that one year when he snapped the ladder well, in half. Technically, didn't Stokely Hathaway win it last year and handed it to MJF or something like that? I just I, He came out with the devil's mask and, and went up. Which I'm glad you brought that up. That's one more rabbit hole I do want to go down. What did you think of the final deletion, the firm deletion match? Um, you know, it's just totally different, cinematic and everything. It was. I I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was. It was okay. <laughs> Stokely was funny. Stokely was funny. I thought it was hilarious that they included Matt's kids. Yeah, and uh, Maxwell can do a swanton, man. On on Stokely. And Rebby, he didn't want he don't want you don't want to fire up Rebby. No, um, yeah, it was okay. It was it was good. 
I don't want to sound like a dick, but it did its point. Yeah, I was I was entertained. So it, yes, it, yeah, it did its thing. Rampage did get the lowest viewership ever. Yeah, Friday, though. I saw that bad time slot, a lot of competition. Um, but I, I did see the guy who came out with the most praise from the IWC was Big Bill. From the match, he ran. In, he ran into a tree. He did. He did. I like how everything was going down. Hooks just like sitting there, looking around. He he seemed out of place, but yeah, it's hard. If if I could get behind, um, what's his face? I'm not gonna say his name because I hate it. Big Bill. Um, if you change his name back to what it was. And just promote him as the big monster heel. Yeah, he could be, he could be good, but as long as you call him that, I want <laughs> no part of him. I want him on. I want him on dark elevation. Well, that's one. that's that's not happening because those are no more. But throw him on rampage, I guess. Throw, throw him on Rampage on the third commercial in the second match. Getting, yeah. Uh, you know what? Tell him to go make some popcorn during the main event of Rampage. That's that's where I want to see him. Okay? All right. Popcorn. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Any closing thoughts before I hit the music and wrap this thing They're up? They're underutilizing Big Bill because they call him Big Bill. That's a dumb thing. He was Morrissey at one time. Yeah, John Morrissey. Call him John Morrissey. Morrissey, whatever. Anyways, uh, closing thoughts. Great show tonight. Was was uh, uh, a pack card. I think they did that because Detroit delivers, man. Whenever they run shows in Detroit, they deliver. Well, that and you have a big show later in Detroit this year, yeah, SummerSlam so. in August. Yeah, so. I love I love that Tony decided to uh, uh, stack the card that way. Um, you got a big announcement that really hit today on social media. Obviously, Tony Khan's going to announce it next week, but you have all these people watching because of that announcement. So you're going to stack the card, and he did that tonight. So good for him. Good, um, and I think that just made. You know we have we have two matches announced next week, two good matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I think this card will get better. Obviously, uh, once we get Rampage on Saturday night, they'll announce some matches. I'm sure. So, but you're gonna have the big announcement next week with the streaming deal and Collision and 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 whatever, and, and maybe they even announce CM Punk next week. Yeah. Hey, Collision's gonna start June 17th and. CM Punk's gonna headline it. Wouldn't shock me. So, Shep, you got a comment here on uh, YouTube from Brent. What up, Austin? What up, Brent? <laughs> I don't know what Brent we're talking to here, but nope. I was hoping you maybe had an idea. Not a clue. All right, Austin's got some fans out there. Well, you know, somebody's hey, gonna carry the show. Hey, maybe Brent likes Kettle One. We can we can talk about kettle one. There you go. What do you put in your kettle one, Brent? (laughs) 
Well, while he's uh, thinking about that, follow the reigning defending KOP's predictions champion, Austin Shepard, on Twitter at theshep27. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at tannerly 92 Paul Zartman, our third wheel, could not join us tonight, but you can follow him at paulzartman921. And, of course, you can follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all your social media channels at Kicking Out Pod. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and review that really helps us out you can also buy some kicking out podcast merchandise kind of like the shirt i got on and support our podcast look great doing show that's at kickingoutshop.com we have a 20 percent off promotion going on using the promo code spring 23 through may 31st so get your orders in i'm tanner lee he's austin shepherd join us next week as we're kicking out yet another podcast <laughs>